This is the Unstoppable Podcast, where we are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this podcast will encourage, equip, and empower you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Here is your host, Justin Self. Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. Um, We are, Jenny and I are here today again. We are wrapping up our series on faith and finances. Um, my goodness, this has been a crazy episode. Um, we tried to record this once before, actually. We did record it, uh, I think twice before, but one time when we were recording this thing, uh, Caleb comes downstairs and I think knocked on the door or something. And when he left, he locked us downstairs. He locked us in this room down here and we're like, oh no. And Jenny, and I'm like, let's just record this thing, babe. And Jenny's like, I am not, I'm not going to get locked down here in this room and or something. <laughs> she She was like, what, what did you say? She, she was she was like, I am not recording this knowing that I'm locked down here. So I had to go outside and mess around and like we were locked outside. Anyways, long story short, this has been a crazy journey just to get here. Um, but we're recording it today. We're excited. Seed time and harvest. Okay. I'm sure you noticed that with the title. Um, what is that all about? What is seed time and harvest? We are going to really open up some really cool scriptures and some things God has done in our lives. Um, sowing and reaping and what the Bible says about finances and money and, and just the balance. And it's, um, this is something, as we mentioned last time, that really resonates with us as a couple and as a family. Um, and we've seen God do some really amazing things. And so I want to start out really quickly with um, a scripture out of Luke chapter 16. This has kind of been our, our anchor scripture throughout this entire thing with, um, with faith and finances. And really it comes down to, you know, what is success? What is financial success? And, really this verse in uh, Luke chapter 16 kind of organizes it, right? It kind of gives us a new perspective on what it, what it really means to be successful in finance. Check this out. Luke, Luke 16, verse 10. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through, uh, through verse 12. It says, He who is faithful in what is the least is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what is the least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? And really the steps that I believe are important here is that just as we're faithful in the little things, as we're faithful in wherever it is that God's given us um, in the moment, and that that could be finances, that could be relationships, it could be anything in life. It really comes down to everything in life. If we're just faithful with what he's given us in the moment, we will be uh, you know, we'll, we'll, promotion will come. God will bring promotion. He'll bring these things. You know, he'll bring more and we can walk in higher, higher levels of all these things. That's fine. That's okay. That's appropriate. And that's scriptural, but it's important for us to recognize, you know, not despise the days of small beginnings and to be faithful in what is least. And so in, uh, I'm, I'm opening this thing up right now, but um, before I get to, before we get too far into the content today, I do want to mention, um, that we have a Patreon page. Please feel free to check that out and you can partner with the podcast. Um, you can also partner with Pastor Peter. I know I mention it all the time, but I'm going to because it's amazing and Pastor Peter's ministry and the school that we're part of uh, in Kenya is doing really great things. So please feel free to check that out at patreon.com slash unstoppable blog. Also, we have some resources online now, free resources. And we're super excited about that on unstoppableblog.net. Okay, that's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> so we're getting into today's, uh, today's podcast and I'm super excited um, because these things are like, uh, those of you who know me, um, I'm going to school for uh, aerospace engineering. Uh, and so I love physics and I'm taking extra physics courses um, that are outside of my degree because I love physics. And so the thing that I see in physics is I see you know, the law of gravity and these other types of things that govern how the world works. And we call it physics and mathematics and all these things, right? Well, it's interesting that, you know, God is a God of order, not of God of chaos. And God's the one who created all these things. And so it's easy for me to see as I'm studying the natural world of physics, for me to see spiritual parallels because they're all throughout scripture. You know, for instance, the law of gravity, right? Like that is a thing that just works. It, we, we know, we call it the law of gravity and we don't even really know how it works exactly, but we know it works. We design our airplanes. We design, in fact, every single thing on this planet we have designed and built understanding that gravity is going to be there. 
And so we cooperate with the law of gravity. We don't fight against it, but we, like in an airplane or a rocket, you understand that it's there and you have to learn how to overcome it. You have to understand how it works in order to cooperate with it so that you can get the thing done that you need to do. And I see those things in the Bible, you know, spiritual laws, laws that concern certain things. And one of those laws um, is the law of seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time, and harvest is defined uh, in the Bible very early on, Genesis chapter 8. And because it's mentioned so early on, and it's actually straight out of God's mouth, I mean, this is something you can take to the bank. And I'm going to read this to you. This is Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. And I'm reading this out of the Amplified Classic Edition. This says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. These are things that are going to be here as long as the earth remains. And I don't believe God was just talking about physical seed time and harvest as far as the plants. I think he was setting something up and, and we see that and we're going to get into some of that and the rest of these, um, these points that we have. But seed time and harvest is a spiritual law and it works. So, uh, you know, and we, in our family, in our life, we've just been able to learn, you know, and grow and, and tap into some of these things when it comes to the spiritual laws concerning seed time and harvest and finances. And, and so that's why we're here today is just to share some of our thoughts on, uh, on what God's done in our life through seed time and harvest. So here's an example out of the New, the New Testament. This is Galatians chapter six, verses seven and eight. It says, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Okay, so he said, it says whatever, right? Or whatsoever a man sows. It doesn't say if he sows seed only in the physical realm. It doesn't say if he sows only relationships or if he sows only wheat or, you know, watermelon seeds or something, right? It says whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Now look at this, verse eight, it says, for he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Okay, so we see that seed time and harvest works for the physical and it works for the spiritual. Okay, so these things work. This is a spiritual principle that works for multiple, uh, multiple different arenas. And I just want to give a very practical example from my own life about seed time and harvest in the area of finances. So this was um, back when I was uh, single and very broke <laughs> and going to college. Uh, I mean, I was, I've been going to college for a while, <laughs> but this was like community college 1.0, I think. I don't know, whatever. We don't need to get into that. But I just remember uh, like I was working really hard. I was going to school at night. I mean, gosh, I was working really hard and I, I was making pretty good money for my age and where I was at, you know, and I wasn't paying too much in rent. And so I expected to have some more money, right? Well, I'd get to the end of these, you know, every month and I'm like, why, why am I out of money? Like I'm continually out of money and I'm not able to get ahead. I'm always having trouble with my bills. Like what's going on here? So I finally, for the first time in my life, looked at my account, <laughs> looked at my bank account and took a really honest look at what I was doing with my money. Well, uh, maybe some of you younger guys can get this if you're in the same boat, but I realized, I, and I'm not, I'm not making this up guys. I had spent over $500 in one month on Taco Bell. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's laughing her head off. This was pre-Jenny, right? This is before we knew each other. I was really big into Taco Bell. So she's shaking her head like I still am. I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. Anyways, $500 in a month on Taco Bell. Okay. So I realized at that moment, I'm like, okay, something I am doing, namely spending money on Taco Bell. Like, and I realized what it was, right? I was going to school at night and on the way to school, I didn't have time to make dinner or ramen, you know, which is what I ate most of the time. And so I just picked up Taco Bell on the way to my classes and it added up. And so then I realized this is the epiphany. Okay. This is the point. I realized that if I wanted a different harvest, right? If I wanted to yield something different in my life, I had to make a change of what I was sowing, right? I was sowing pretty poor decisions in diet, but also in uh, finances. I was sowing uh, so all my money seed into these fast food meals. So I realized that was really the kind of the first aha moment I had with seed time and harvest that, oh my goodness, if I want to change my harvest, which is what I'm, what I'm yielding and experiencing in life, I need to change what I'm sowing. And so that's an example of, um, of how, uh, you know, a person can be looking at their life and, uh, you know, you, maybe you're saying, Oh, I don't like where I'm at, or I wish I could change or something, something needs to change, but 
things aren't changing. You know, maybe you're running around the same mountain multiple times. Well, if you're har- harvesting the same thing over and over again, uh, it's maybe it's time to look at what you're selling. What are you putting into the ground? You know, I used to have a garden um, up in Vancouver, Washington, and I loved it. And it's like, uh, if I, you know, if I, if I had corn every year, it means I planted corn. If I had tomatoes every year, it's because I planted tomatoes. There's, there's a direct relationship between what you sow and what you harvest. Jenny, would you like to expound upon that? Going back to Luke, you were talking about being faithful in what is little. And I think God uses, he talks about finances a lot uh, in scripture. It's one of the most um, common things talked about in scripture throughout the entire Bible um, because he knew that money um, is what makes the world go round. Um, and not that we worship money um, because it's it's not about worshiping money. Uh, the Bible says that the love of mm-hmm. money is the root of all evil. It's That's not right. it's not that money is a bad thing. Money is a tool um, to be utilized and it's a very neutral, thing and um, you can use it for good or you could use it for evil. Um, it, I think a lot of it um, has to do with where your heart is on things concerning money. Um, and God has worked through a lot of different mindsets uh, with me personally regarding money. Um, but we've seen a lot of growth in this area and we just really feel like we want to, we want to share and we want to encourage. Um, and this by no means is anything exhaustive on this subject. Um, this is just, you know, the things that have come to mind, some of the things that we put into practice and there's always room for, for growth and continued learning in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the main scriptures I wanted to talk about was 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Um, it's pretty lengthy, and I have a few things highlighted. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but it's um, nine, uh, chapter 9, verses 6 through 11. And this is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. Um, and... He says, this is out of the Passion Translation. He says, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let your giving flow from your heart, not out of a sense of religious duty, but let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. Nice. Um, And... I think something I continually have to work through is checking my heart. Like, why am I giving? Why why do we make that important to us? Is it is it out of religious duty or is it because we really we really do want to be generous. We really do want to bless people. Mm-hmm. We really do want to pour into ministries like Pastor Peter right. and, you know, some of the things that are going on over in Kenya. And I can tell you, if my heart is not right, it it really does affect things. Yeah. Um, and it's not just me. It's I mean, it's anybody because out of the abundance of the heart, right, the mouth speaks. Yeah. Um, and when you when you talk about things and then you put those things into action, um, but it's God, he's not looking at the amount. He's not looking at a certain percentage. He is ultimately looking at your heart. Um, and so it is very important. I know it's been for me. Um, I've done a lot of searching mm-hmm. um, in my heart. And just making sure that Justin and I are on the same page because we need to be on the same page if we want to see, see this work. Well, I think that's one of the keys to, um, you know, by no means, and I'll, I'll second that what you said, by no means have we had like this perfect success road or something Mm -hmm. success story. Like we've, we've had a really hard time in many areas, especially in the area of finances that people just don't know about, but we are in agreement. Like when, when we, when we make a decision, it's almost um, almost as, as paramount as the decision itself. Like, like for instance, oh, how, how, how much are we going to give for church giving or, you know, ministry giving? How much are we going to give our, of our hard-earned money? Like, that's a big decision. 
more than almost as much, I think, or if not as much, uh, as weight, as much weight we put on that decision, we put that much weight on, are we in agreement or not? Yeah. Right. Like how much are we in unity and agreement over this thing? Cause maybe there's times I want to give a certain amount and you want to give a different amount or whatever. Well, instead of just pushing ahead with one of our agendas, we have got to get into agreement. And that's one thing that we've learned, um, that we, we are just not going to make a move like that unless we are in agreement and in unity and we work that thing out. Yeah. And I think too, the other thing is that when you, when you look at the reaction to, to certain things, um, there's usually something deeper that God, a lot of times, I mean, with finances, it brings up wounds that mm. people have. Um, finances are a really hard subject and um, they're often tied to a lot of emotions and feelings and past hurts. And, you know, um, I think when you stop and take a look at why you respond the way you do, like it, it also allows God um, to work those things out in you and to show you what you need to give to God. And I think that is just as much as being faithful. Yeah as the actual act of giving yeah, um, because you're, you know, you're being faithful with your heart and you're allowing, you're giving a piece of your heart to God. And sometimes you don't even know that it's there until you have, you know, a really um, intense reaction to something. And I know that's something that I am recently, mm-hmm. um, you know, working through. And I think finances, it shows you where your values are. Um, you know, the word talks about for where your, where your treasure is there, your heart is also, and you, you learn a lot about what do you really value? And Justin and I are similar. I mean, we, we come to agreement. Sometimes it takes time. Um, but because we love each other and we respect each other, we don't push ahead without making sure the other person feels like they're heard. Um, and understood. It doesn't mean that we agree all the time or that we think the same things, but I think it allows the space to feel respected um, in the area regarding finances because I know there are a lot of people that there's a lot of deep hurts around finances, and that is not the way that God intended it. It is not the way, but finances is a way that you know, there's there's just so much more that goes into to finances than just money. Let's um let's touch on that real quick. Um, because I know there's people. I mean, honestly, there, I know there's people listening who have they hear they hear the even they they even hear the 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 topic of faith and finances or seed time and harvest, and it almost like makes them bristle, right? Because we have all heard ministers or people or church people or Christians or whomever who have twisted things and who have taken things out of proportion and who have taken things out of context and created a problem. Um, I know Jenny, you and I grew up from very different backgrounds, very, very different backgrounds. Um, Why don't you speak a little bit about just your, your, I I don't know, I guess your realization of how important it is to give and like what it means though. Right. Cause like giving to the church might be super offensive to somebody because of an experience. Right. Mm -hmm. But yet you and I are are totally on this. I mean, we're banging that drum. We're like, man, give to church. We were married. We were doing a marriage counseling with somebody uh, years ago. And then they were like, well, we're not, you know, just so you guys know, we're not religious. So we don't really want a lot of that. And we looked at them. We were like, fine. Like we respect that. No problem. But but then we looked them in the eyes and we said, listen, we're going to be straight with you and we're going to give you, you know, what, what you're asking for. And we're going to not be pushy with any of this. But if you really honestly want to know what makes us have a healthy marriage, we're going to tell you. And it's going to involve the Lord. And they said, okay. And of course, things came down. At one point, we started talking about finances and we weren't pushy. We weren't shovey. We weren't religious and weird and preachy. But we just shared with them some of these truths that we're, gonna, that we're sharing today mm-hmm. about, yeah, like giving and giving to the church. And those things really, there is a beautiful harmony and a beautiful balance to that. And God has created laws and things to operate in regards to finances that are going to bring life. And so uh, this is a thing that we really are passionate about sharing with people, but we also understand that it's hard to hear and people maybe have preconceived notions about giving and 
in, in faith and finances. So um, I just know, Jenny, go ahead and um, share a little bit, but I know you have an amazing story about that as well. Well, and I just, I mean, I think it was probably a year ago, maybe six, eight months ago, maybe it was a year ago. God really revealed to me that there were some areas where I had a scarcity and a poverty mentality. And that was a hard thing for me to, to accept. Cause I, you know, like we're, we're very hardworking and, um, we're just working hard and trying to pay off our debt and trying to, you know, just kind of get our feet under us just like so many other people are. But again, God is using the little things like money and money management mm -hmm. to reveal the hurts in our hearts so that he can, can mend them and we can have life in that area and growth in that area. And that was something that I, you know, am honest, honestly still working through. Um, and I, I want to be honest on here. I don't want to just say that it's, oh, if you do this, then you yeah. get this. And yeah. it's like this robotic, put this in and you get this slot out. It's not a slot or, machine. Know, That's not how God, God is. No. I mean, he, you know, we look, man looks at the outside of, right. of the situation and people. And, you know, God is, God's more interested in your heart. Yeah. He's not interested in your money. He is more interested in your heart and your wholeness and your health. And he is interested in our happiness, yeah. but sometimes we're so jaded that we don't even know what we want that makes us happy. And finances really reveals a lot of those things. And if you take the time to seek God out on those things and look at your behaviors and look at why you do what you do and why you respond the way that you respond, those are the bigger things that God is after. Those are the, you know, the, the valuable things. Um, and we just want to share that with people. We just really want to encourage people. Again, it is not about the money. It's not a certain percentage. It's not a certain dollar amount. It's where is your heart at? Do you really trust God with something as little as finances, which can be a huge thing to some people. Totally. It is a huge thing. Yeah. And over the last year, I would say we've had a lot of growth. We've had a lot of wins for us personally, mm -hmm. but there's been a lot of hurts that have come up with me and a lot of digging and rooting out things that I didn't even know were there. And it's been painful and it's been kind of like this process but once you till the ground and get all the weeds out and get all that stuff out and you renew the soil then you're ready for another season of planting and if you have good soil you're going to have a good crop and we want to have a good crop yeah. we want to have a good return on what we do so if you sow with a bad attitude it's going to affect your harvest Come on. It it will affect your harvest. And I remember we were driving in where I think we were driving to Hood River. Yeah. And I remember God, like I just felt and it wasn't like an audible voice. It wasn't anything like that. It was just this impression that I had in my heart that he that every penny that flowed through our hands that he was gonna multiply. And I fully believe that. I really do believe that as we are faithful with a small amount of money, it will multiply. And then we are faithful with more and then it multiplies and then we're faithful with more. But it's not for the monetary. Mm -hmm. It's to show people how big and how lavish and how much God cares about our every single need. Yep. We want to show people that. And it looks different for everybody, um, but that's something that we really feel is kind of like our, we just, we just want to introduce people to a God that loves them and that cares about their needs. 
um, because he does. He does care about our needs, no matter how big, no matter how small. He cares about them, and we want we want people to know that. Yeah, that's good. Um, and our wants, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. If it's a, even if it's a small thing to us, if it makes gives us joy, our father's in it. It's amazing to me that he his nature is like that. You know, we we tend to put him in a religious box and say he's only gonna give us. Uh, you know, I mean, again, let's talk about, you know, briefly the Lord's prayer, right? Give us this day our daily bread. That's, that's awesome. That's scriptural. There's things to that, but people have um, taken that to a point of they're only going to believe God or they're only going to expect him to provide for them just barely enough for them to get by. And the thing is, is there's so much scripture that talks about how um, we are blessed to be a blessing. And there is, there is an aspect of God that he does give us the super abundant and the over and over and enough and surplus of prosperity. And yeah, those things, you know, could be taken to an extreme if you're just going to focus on that part of his nature and say, he's only about that and, and all that. But you could also say the same thing as the other side. Uh, you know, there are seasons we we've been through seasons where it's like, okay, <laughs> we are legitimately believing God for our daily bread right now, you know, and we're, and he's showing himself to be that beautiful, loving, caring shepherd leading us through these, these, you know, places, values, uh, you know, pastures that don't have a lot of greenery in it, but we, when we don't see it, cause we're the sheep and we don't know, we're just following his voice, but he gives us those things and he gives us our daily bread. Then there's other seasons where we're just like, oh my goodness, hand over fist. We're just harvesting, harvesting, harvesting. We just, I mean, my goodness, where's all this stuff coming from? And we're able to be a blessing to other people. But Jenny, what you're saying is, is awesome. Like, God is a God of, of goodness and his heart and love and his kindness. He wants to meet our needs. He wants to take care of those things, but it's about, at the end of the day, it's about relationship with him and it's about a heart attitude with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. So continuing on in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10, um, and again, this is the Passion Translation. It says, this generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which were the farmer, um, uh, he says, which becomes bread for our meal is even more extravagant toward you. Uh, first, he supplies every need plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. You will be abundantly enriched in every way as you give generously on every occasion. For when you take your gifts to those in need, it causes many to give thanks to God. And I think I remember, oh, I remember something about Caleb when you took him to the the rock gym. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you were, yeah. and I I love how God is. Yeah. He like he teaches us kind of deep concepts through just your regular day to day yeah, everything. Simple. It's really cool. It's really cool. That was um, so they would give the kids. Do you remember? Yeah. You got it. Okay, he, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Caleb was climbing and he's trying to get up this wall and they give they would give these kids these little things to hang on to. Little pom pom like little, little pom -poms. fuzzy pom. Well, they would hide them in the rock holds. Oh yeah. So, so the kids would be motivated to like climb. Oh, I see a little fuzzy pom pom, you know. And grab you know, it. The kids are scared or whatever, but yeah. it gets them encouraged to climb up and go for it. Yeah. And Caleb was so excited about the little pom-poms, which he's five years old and he loves the pom-poms. Yeah. He loves them. Oh my God. He was only two though. <laughs> yeah. Back, the, back yeah. then. This was two years old. And yeah. this was before we moved. Yeah, yeah. And he would get, get all the pom-poms and then he would like, he would get so many in his hand and he wouldn't open his hand and let them go so that he, his hand was so closed that he couldn't grab onto the next hold. And I think that's how we are sometimes with money when we have a poverty or a scarcity mentality and we don't think that there's going to be more right. and come we're on. like, Oh, there's only just this little tiny bit. I need to hold on to it. I got to hold on. It's never going to come around again. And God just totally showed us like there's more yeah. like, and if you're so hung up on what you don't have and you're so hung up on, Oh, I have to have to keep it tight and hold on to it. Um, you're not going to grow. You're not going to go higher. You're not going to, there's not, you're not going to receive more of what he has for you. Yeah. And there's got to be, 
and I think I did, there was, I remember there was a teaching that we did on giving, talking about the Dead Sea and how there has to be output mm. um, for there to be input. Right. And how the Dead Sea, like, it only fluctuates a little tiny bit every year. Um, and it's a very toxic environment. Fish can't live in it. And it's 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 because there's no outflow and then any input that comes in becomes stagnant. Yep. And you have to, this is something that God has really worked with me on. You have to be willing to let go of stuff because if you just keep it and hold on to it, it grows rancid. Mm. Like the manna. Yeah, it goes rancid. Can't keep keep all this manna and hold on to it. You have to eat, you know, again, collect your eat daily what bread. what you need. Right? I mean, do what it. you need to do. Yeah. But you can't get so hung up thinking that there's not going to be more. Because God, he will always provide for us. Yep. He will always provide. And I know there's lots of stories. Um, <laughs> and I feel a little scattered. Sorry about that. Um, but good, he babe. just, he's just really good. Like yeah. he just, you know, we look at our father with an open, not with an open hand of like, oh, give me, give, give me, me, give, give me. me. Like, Jimmy. <laughs> you know, not not like that. But when you go to your father, you know, he has things for us. And if you're closed and you're closed off, you're not going to receive the best that he has for you. Yeah. And again, it, it comes down to your heart. Like it comes down to your, you know, your mindset about God is, is he going to provide for us or is, do we have to guess? Do we have to, you know, how do you, how do you trust in that? Like he's consistent right? every time he's like, consistent. Your little kids, you know, they, they expect you to feed them. I mean, they're used to that, right? You don't like, have to beg for it. They don't come up to you and please, 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 dad, can I please have a meal tonight? Will you please feed me so I don't go hungry, you know? Unless, I mean, I mean your if, child is begging for chocolate, then well, that's different, but. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Like if somebody saw us in public and Caleb was just like, oh, please, I haven't eaten in so long, you know, please feed me like I'm hungry. And like, they were just acting like it was something that I was just not inclined to do. That would give other people a really bad impression of me as a dad. Yeah. They wouldn't think that I'm very giving and kind. And I think a lot of Christians are like that. You know, other non-Christians see Christians reacting to God like he's just, he's super closed off and doesn't want to. And we have to beg for it. And, right. you know, and it's not that way. Like, no. God is a good father. He is a good father. And I just think that as we, again, as we continue to allow him to shed light on things and we see one more little bit of his heart toward us. Um, it's just, it's just really cool. And uh, he uses finances in so many ways to show us things about his character and who he is. Well, I want to share a quick story about just a really practical down to earth story about trusting God in the area of finances. And again, tying us all together with, um, just trusting, again, it's a relational thing, trusting him with something like finances, really making it about his heart. So years ago, um, we were in the middle of a church service. And I don't know, Jenny, if you want to share this, go ahead, but um, jump in if you want at any time, but I'll just start start it out. And we're in a church service and we, we heard um, someone had mentioned something about a person who was um, in need. And this person had, had experienced a very tragic situation um, in their life. And Jenny and I just looked at each other and we just, our hearts were burning towards this thing. And I don't know who said it first. If I think usually it's Jenny, she leans over and says, Hey, like, I really feel like we should give towards this, you know, and just give, give towards this person. And I, and I was like, yeah, totally. And, and usually what happens is we'll look at each other and like, okay, how, how, what's the amount you're thinking? What's the amount, oh, well, what's the amount you're thinking? And I don't know if it's ever been different uh, ever because it's always like, we always have the same amount in mind. Well, in this case, are you okay if I share? Just a little bit. So, yeah. So we, we had been saving up for Caleb, uh, you know, baby fund, you know, like saving up, like we're going to have a, our first baby. We have no idea what we're doing, we're trying to save up all the money we can. And so we've been saving and it wasn't, a, it wasn't a lot, you know, but it was a lot to us at the time, you know, so we're saving, saving, saving. And, and this night comes around, we just looked at each other and we're just like, we, we need to give that, that account. Like we just want, we need to give, give that money. God, God's, God's good. He'll cover us. He'll, he'll make, you know, our needs will be met. Like we just need to give and, and give this person love and support and this will help them. You know, we got, we got up right in the middle of church 
we just we just bailed out, man. We went home and uh, I think we had had it in cash, I think, right? Because yeah. we were doing the cash system, uh, envelope system. And uh, we just took that cash and brought it back and had, you know, had someone else on the sly, you know, give it to this person. And, um, you know, so then here we are, you know, <laughs> we're about to have this baby and we're just like, okay, well, we just gave all our money away, you know, and um but and so it's like in that situation, we knew God was going to provide. We weren't being foolish, we were, but it was a thing. We had the opportunity to give and yeah, we were going to use it for something else, but gosh, like we just, it was burning. We just had to do it. We, we, we could have said no, of course, right? We couldn't, we didn't have to do that, but we have made it a rule in our life. Like Jenny, like you just read, you know, to make it a habit to be generous on every occasion. And we just, we had no problem with it. We said, we're just, this is an opportunity to be generous and we're going to do it. Well, by the time Caleb comes around, people, I mean, out of the woodwork, people were giving us things. And I'm here to tell you that, um, I mean, if we were to have, and we did this, we added it all up, but adding up all the, uh, you know, how much all this stuff was worth, like cribs and strollers and clothes and uh, baby space, baby swings, my goodness, We, we didn't have to buy diapers for six months. The first six months of his life, we didn't buy a single diaper. Praise the Lord. I'm serious. If we were to add all that stuff up, it was like, what, four, four, it was a lot more. Okay. Four times I was going to yeah, say, we but it was a I lot mean, more than we, we would have. We wouldn't have been able to We would have never been able to save up that much money yeah, in, in all it this. Was, but it all came in. It was just yeah, was a cool It was situation. just a really cool, like, we trusted God yeah. and. We sowed a big seed. Yeah. But it and, wasn't, and it's like you're saying, babe, it wasn't like we had this open hand, like, okay, Lord, like you owe us, you know, we're sowing the seed and the seed is just going to give us the money. And we had this weird, like arrogant attitude. It was this understanding, like this deep, quiet, confident understanding that our father would got our back. He's got mm-hmm. our back. And, you know, Lord, is it, is this good? Like, you know, we talked to him. It's like, Hey, is it okay for us to give this? Like, is this, a, is this a thing? And we felt peace. And so we did it mm-hmm. trusting and knowing that by sowing a seed, we were not only were, were we able to bless somebody else, but we were actually putting in spiritual laws into motion. Yes. Sowing and reaping. Yeah. You give, and it will be given back to you. Remember in Galatians chapter six, it says, whatsoever a man sows that he shall also reap. We mm-hmm. sowed money out of a baby account that we were going to be using for baby things. What did we reap? We reap, reaped, reaped, <laughs> what, <laughs> roped, what on earth? <laughs> Pardon me, everybody. I'm going to have to look that up later. Reaped? That, that does not sound good. Anyways, the harvest that we brought in was exactly that, right? It was baby stuff. It was all these things that we wanted and, and then, then some, much more than that. So yeah. that's a very practical example, but there is a balance here. Yeah. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. This is Luke chapter six, verse 38. Totally give and it will be given. Like it's a spiritual law. It will happen. Yeah. But the context that we're trying to get across is it's all within the, the context of God's heart. He's so good. Mm-hmm. And we want to be generous on every occasion. Now I do want to share something amazing with you guys. This is Amos chapter nine, verse 13. And this is like revelation to us. Um, in 2019, our pastor started sharing this. And ever since he started sharing this, January of 2019, he brought this scripture out and just kind of was talking about, hey, you know, this is the year of sowing. We're going to be sowing seed this year. And it wasn't just about financial seed. It was just in kind of like what we're talking about, you know, this lifestyle of sowing. And listen to this verse. I had never heard this in my life before. Amos 9:13. Man, here we go. It says, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows the seed. And the mountains shall drop sweet wine and all the hills shall melt. Now, the, the point I'm bringing out with this verse is he's talking about the days are coming, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper. What does that mean? So the, the plowman is the person who goes before in a field to get it ready for sowing. So tills the yeah. soil. Yeah, and he's plowing, towing, uh, tilling and all that, getting the soil ready for, for, the for the seed. But it says he overtakes the reaper. The reaper is the person who comes in at the end of the harvest and starts slashing stuff and, and pulling fruit out of the ground. And, you know, in this case, we're talking about, um, you know, wheat, wheat harvest or something, right? Okay. But yeah, we're talking, this is a situation in which you're harvesting something because your harvest has grown and it's bountiful and it's blooming and, and the fruit is ready. So you actually have somebody who's coming behind the reaper getting ready to sow the next batch of soil. And Jenny, we talk all the time on the phone mm. on the way to work 
we drive by and we see this field. The fields, yeah. This field. And we're, we are always amazed at this field down here in California. There's so much agriculture down here. It's wonderful. But we see this field and we're like, my goodness, they turned that field again in, in record time. And now there's something already growing on it. Mm-hmm. And man, they're growing, I mean, lettuce and cabbage or something uh, all the time. And they're switching it. But my <laughs> goodness, those guys are, are t- taking care of business. That field is producing. Yeah. But it literally is like one day we see a harvest and then the next day it's like it's all gone and they're, they're plowing it again. And they're already planting again. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, it's a lifestyle thing. I mean, it's, it's talking about... Uh, Continual... Because your seed is not just a one-time thing. Exactly. It's like if you want to have a harvest, you have to continue to sow. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to have, if you plant one apple seed, you're not going to get a huge apple orchard. Right, exactly. You have to plant continually. And you have to plant different things in different seasons, right? Because there's different crops. And I know I'm not trying to take this agricultural thing too far, but I am making a point. This is scriptural. Jesus used agricultural, it was an agrarian society, and this is something they understood. And I, again, tying it back to the physics thing, Mm -hmm. I do believe that the physics of the natural world with the seasons and all these things that God created Mm -hmm. have application to us and they show us his nature. And there are ways in which he um, illustrates his nature and how things work in life. Yep. And so, man, I'm telling you, I want to live a life where we're sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping, like constantly reaping a harvest in some area. Um, but but we're also sowing. And, and what Jenny, what you're saying is that, you know, just because you you give one time or you you bless somebody one time or you know you you give that that one time amount gift to that speaker or that preacher or whatever it was, but then the rest of your lifestyle isn't that of a regular sower, you can't expect to receive a harvest that a regular sower would, would expect to receive. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not claiming to have absolute victory on every little, you know, to, I mean, we, we do have victory. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that we don't have a corner on this, but this is something that we're I stepping mean, into. This is something that we've been, we've been working on for the last 10 years. That's true. Like before we, we were been. even married, yeah. we both purposed in our own hearts before we were married. And it is something, you know, over the last 10 years, we've seen work. Yeah. And it's been totally tried works. and tested and true. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it works. God is faithful to his word. If he says something in his word, he's going to hold to his word. He's not going to give us an empty promise. Um, and we are... We're pretty off track, so we need to get back. Oh, it's fine. This we is good. We need to get back to the... We prayed that the Holy Spirit would lead this thing. We're fine. Okay, we'll okay. follow our notes exactly. Um, <laughs> so... This is good. Maybe this share really good. a brief, brief, brief story. Is the when, school? W- when we moved here, okay. kind of what happened. Great. Brief story. Brief story. I'm, hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. You're a talker. I'm working on it. So again, like Jenny said, we've been sewing for 10 years. And when we say sewing, guys, we mean, um, yeah, we've been sewing to the local church, sewing into missions and things like that, but sewing into people and relationships. And again, whatsoever man sows, that he shall also reap. Well, um, we, you know, several years ago, we heard a word from God. We just, we really heard the Lord speak to us about moving down here to California and going to school and doing things. And we took our time to process that word and we made sure, you know, that it was the word of God. And sure enough, you know, God was leading us in this direction. Okay. So we decided to go for it. Well, now that we've decided that it was God's word and that we were following him and we're like, okay, we're all in, like, we're going to do this. Like, this is God, you know, and we, we had the timing and we had everything kind of, you know, he, he had shown us specific things. Then we started looking, um, you know, it's wise to count the cost, right? Count the cost. That's wise. There's nothing wrong with that. That's wisdom to use your brain. God gave us a wonderful brain. We got to use it. So we're looking at the finances and we're like, hey, oh, <laughs> California is a lot more expensive than we thought, you know, and we're looking at it and we're looking at it. And we're thinking, oh, thank you, Jesus, you know, and we really did get to a point where um, we looked at the numbers and we were like, okay, this legit does not pan out on paper. And so this was the biggest step we've ever made. The biggest step because on paper and we're both of us are planners. We like to see the numbers. I mean, we, we trust God and all that, of course, but at the end of the day, we saw the numbers and with a decision this big, it didn't look like it was going to pan out. It looked like we were going to move down here and be messed up. <laughs> and if, you know, it just looked bad. 
well, we trusted God. I mean, we really put our money where our mouth is, you know, and we, we went for it. And long story short, God, um, God totally provided a house, an amazing house. God provided, um, just so many things. We, yeah. He provided income when neither of us were working yeah. for, it was like uh, probably six, six weeks. weeks. Yeah. Six so weeks we moved of down us here. not having income. And we're, we're, yeah, we're down here for, for six weeks unpacking. Driving around. Well, you know? we didn't have anything to unpack because our truck didn't That's get true. here for two weeks. For two whole weeks. Praise the Lord. We so we were eating off of paper chairs. plates and lawn chairs in the kitchen. Okay. That's true. <laughs> Good times. You know what? <laughs> Side note, I brought a hammock in my car thinking, hey, you know what? If the truck shows up late, at least I'm going to have my hammock. California. And guess what, man? The night we came in here, the sun went down and I put my hammock up, even in the dark. I was bound and determined to sit on my <laughs> hammock. So you were sitting on a lawn chair eating your food. I was on my hammock. <laughs> Come on. Justin thought, of the, oh, thought ahead. Gosh. Anyways. Um, God provided. Uh, six yeah, weeks. Tell them about that. Six weeks. God Say that real just, quick. I mean, I think one of the coolest things was um, we got our deposit back on the house right. that we had been renting from. Right. And normally you only get the partial deposit and all of this, that, and the other, and you don't get the full deposit. We got the entire deposit back. The entire deposit. And, that and was actually, it was because yes, it was. we ahead. were faithful Come on. with that house. Yep. And we were we made sure that, you know, we took really good care of someone else's property. Yep. We did the best we could, yep. you know, and we were faithful stewards yep. living in someone else's home. And when it came time for us to leave that home, we made sure to, you know, and we were able to yeah. hire somebody and bless somebody else yeah. and their business to come and clean the house for us. We did not have to do that, but we did it to, yeah. to minister to this person and to bless them in their, their house cleaning business. Their business. But also yeah. we wanted to leave that place sparkly. We wanted to be faithful in what was not our own Yeah, because we knew that God would, you know, that's what the scripture says. We just read it in Luke chapter 16. If you're not faithful in what is someone else's, who's going to faith be, uh, trust you with your own things? Yeah. And so we do believe that that was a seed. And here we are getting unknowingly, unknowingly, I mean, totally, unknowingly. literally checks in the mail. You want to talk but about checks in the mail? We literally, I mean, opened the mail and yep. it was our our entire deposit. Yep. And I think we needed, you know, needed it for some kind of bill or something. Oh, yeah. I don't really remember. It, it was amazing. We, it was yeah. just, it was just cool. Like God just, he's amazing. Um, and it's been quite the, quite the, journey. the journey of stepping out and believing God. So and, there's, there's that. But then again, on top uh, of that, here we are going down here for school. Praise the Lord. And you know, you know what? And I'll be, I'll be very frank. I, I was talking to the Lord about this and I said, Lord, you are speaking to me about moving down here and doing all this for school. Um, I, I don't want to do this and, uh, and get into student loan debt. I said, Lord, I don't want to do that. Um, I'm believing you and I'm stepping out and I'm believing your word and trusting you. I said, Lord, you're, you're going to have to pay for this. I said, if you're asking me to do this, you're going to have to pay for this. I am not getting into debt. I don't want to get into debt. You know what he said? He said, okay. Well, but you it. also, you're not just sitting around waiting for money to I'm, rain I'm getting, down from I'm heaven. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. But I'm just, I, I wanted to highlight <laughs> that know? to people. I really wanted yeah. to highlight that point where I'm like, look, you can, you can talk to God like that. You can be like, Lord, I, you know, I'm doing things. I'm doing the best I can. I'm acting in wisdom. I'm using my brain, but I don't want to do this. Like for, for us, we don't want to get into debt and we're going to make the right call and the right decisions to do things. But in this case, I didn't want to get into student loan debt. Because debt is not a godly principle. It's not. That is the reason. Yeah. It's not, God does not want us to owe anything to any man except for to love. That's right. Right? Owe no man anything but to love. And it's, and that's one of the things we've been working really hard and we can say. Go for it, girl. We can say. Come on. Credit cards are paid off. Praise the Lord. My student loan is paid off. This is recent news, guys. This by the is way. in the within is, the last like when we, six, eight weeks. FYI, when we recorded this the first time, when Caleb came down and locked us out, <laughs> we we could not have said that. We in between the time of that and now, we have finished. Yeah, we paid off all of our credit card debt. Yeah, come on. And we're like super excited about it and humbled and just you know. So let me say this: no shame Anyways. to you who are listening, who are in debt. Yeah. Right? And you're working through things. Hey, we're, we, you know, we've been, we there. Just, we've been there. We're working through it, but we definitely are like, okay, that totally, uh, not a godly thing. Like it doesn't mean God you're doesn't, wrong. Yeah. It doesn't mean any of that. It's just that guys, you know, if you're in debt, you know, it's bondage. Yeah. He doesn't want us to be bound to <laughs> he that. He doesn't want that. And again, he wants there's us freedom. freedom. There's freedom. And it means you need to make some hard decisions. And, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that have made some very hard decisions. Um, 
And God honors that. God sees us where we're at in our process, and he will honor that. Amen. As you honor God Come in on. your finances, yep. God will honor you. That's good. And I just want to encourage people who are working hard and working two and three jobs and supporting kids and, you know, God sees you. He knows your heart. He knows your needs. He knows your wants. He knows your desires. And he's going to honor you in that as you honor him. He will honor you in your process. Amen. Because he loves you. That's good, babe. That's really good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and so here we are. We're on this journey, you know, several years into it. And I'll, here's another good news I can share with everybody. Um, I got... Your acceptance accepted. letter. So that's another thing, living by faith, I guess, faith and finances. I, I had a lot of people say to me, um, well, you know, they all wished well. They all met well. But they were like, well, why are you going to move down there? California is so expensive. So expensive. Well, you know what? Praise God. He's provided. And man, we're, we're down here for three years now and we're, we're going. Praise God. But listen to this. I wasn't accepted to the university. I moved down here and was going to community college and doing things and just grinding and working hard and being faithful. Well, just a couple weeks ago. As of this recording, I got my acceptance letter Wee. to the university. Come on. So this, so is, all, this is all awesome stuff. God's Very so good. Uh, and again, and here's a testimony about the debt-free thing. Man, we've been down here for three years and including the, I think, one or two years that I was going to community college up north for this, not a penny in student loan debt. God has yeah. done it, guys. I'm telling you, there is results when you follow the word of God and you're faithful in what he's given you and you are just... That's literally the mindset. We're not out to build anything crazy. We're not out to like be famous or whatever. We don't care about that. What we care about is just putting our head down, focusing on what God's given us to do in the moment and being faithful with that thing. Mm -hmm. And man, I'm telling you, there is results. There are results to this. But you've worked really hard too. Excellent point. I mean, it's not just been this cakewalk of, no, it hasn't. you know, I'm going to come and I'm going to just sit and expect and right, right. God said he would do this and I don't have to do anything. Like, that's not how it works. No. You have to put in, you have to sow toward what you're doing. Whatever man sows that he will also reap. If I received a word from God, yeah. here's the thing that people, guys listening, I, you got you to gotta hear this. Listen to this. Okay. Just because God gives you a word about something does not mean it will automatically come to pass. No, you have to do your part. No, isn't that crazy to think about? That is almost yeah. heretic right there to say that to some people. I'm telling you right now, I have scripture that I can back that up. Just because God gives you a prophetic word or he speaks something over your life does not mean it will automatically come to pass. You have got to put energy into the situation. You've got to engage with his word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You have to use your faith. You have to engage with God. Again, it's a, it's a partnership. It's a relationship. You've got to engage with that word in order to see it to come to pass. Yeah. He gives it to you in the beginning of, of the journey so that you have something to hang your faith on. Yeah. He gives it to you so you can see it. Your eyes can't see that thing. You're a little sheep. You and I, right? We're a little sheep. We're following the shepherd. The shepherd has perfect eyesight. The sheep don't have that great of eyesight, right? He gives that to us because we need to have that type of far-reaching vision. So he gives you a word. Mm -hmm. And then if you sit around and do nothing with that word and then it doesn't come to pass... Don't be surprised. And it's not God's fault. It is not God's fault. It's what did you sow? He gave you the vision. He said, hey, this is what I see for your orchard. This is what I see for your garden and your plants. I see a beautiful, growing, flourishing, healing, health, finances, healing in your body. I see you healed of cancer. I see you healed of tuberculosis. I don't know if anybody has that anymore, but <laughs> come on. Yeah, they do. Oh, but you know what I mean? Like, I see you this, I see you that. And so God gives you a word. And then, and then the person who just says, oh, wow, God gave me a word. That's just going to automatically come to pass. And they sit there and they don't put any seed in the ground. I'm telling you, there ain't not going to be any harvest yep. because you didn't put seed in the ground. Yeah. God's not the one putting the seed in the ground in your heart, in your life. You're the one who has to put the seed in whatever a man soweth. Well, that shall he also reap. Remember in Galatians 6, it doesn't say whatever God sows that the man, man shall reap. God does everything. Lord, if it be thy will. No. His will is be, his word. We have to be active participants and going on. Um, so you need to tell them about oh. the school so we can go to the next thing. I'm sorry. We're actually <laughs> supposed to be wrapping up right now. School. What, what am I telling? What, what else is there to tell? The, the scholarship. scholarship. Okay. So I get yeah. this crazy scholarship. 
honestly, guys, I shouldn't even be in it. I don't think. I mean, literally, the timing and just the the amount of coursework and just all these crazy things. I'm like, what is going on here? God shows this opportunity. Uh, he shows us this opportunity. I apply. I've applied to tons of scholarships, and some of them you've gotten turned down from. Many, Jenny. A lot of them. Many, probably. You've most. You know, applied for what? How many? Oh gosh, think? I don't. I don't, I don't like add them maybe up. fifty, Depressing. sixty, and yeah. you've gotten like three, three or, or four. four. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, sometimes, a lot of rejection. yeah, you're going to face a lot of opposition. Yeah, there's opposition, you know? but you just, you keep pushing forward. You keep, you don't wait until the conditions are perfect to put your seed in the ground. Cause if you did, you'd never have a harvest. Like you have to sow even when the conditions are not good. Even when it's raining Come on. and windy and cold, the, f- the farmer still sows. Yeah. Cause guess what? The sun's going to come out and well, God's the one who gives you know, the increase, like isn't it? He's going to give the increase. Right? But if you don't sow and you don't put energy toward the thing that you're working toward, yep. he has nothing to work with. Right. Listen to this. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Listen to this. This is a perfect segue to what you just said, Jenny. Yeah. It says, this is, uh, guys, this is Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, if you're taking notes. It says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Okay, you notice that him giving you power to get wealth is, is connected to his covenant. God is a covenant keeping God. He is keeping his side of the bargain, but notice he's giving you the power to get wealth, power to create wealth. So he gives us the word. He gives us the ability and this, the, he, it's supernatural ability. Yeah. If we trust him, getting into that scholarship was totally supernatural. Yeah. But I had to put in the work. I had to put something in. It says, he says in many places in the Bible that whatever you set your hand unto shall prosper. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say whatever you sit around twiddling your thumbs, then everything you want in your life is going to prosper. He says, whatever you set, whatever you put your hand unto mm-hmm. shall prosper. So you got to put your hand to something to see it prosper. And that's where this is all going with seed yeah. time and harvest, a divine partnership. Yep. Yep. Praise the Lord. And so the scholarship has just been amazing. There's just been, there's just been, um, you know, opportunities and connections yeah. and just the most amazing things. And we're just, we, both of us literally feel like we're on the ride of our lives. Like God's just well, doing I know. things. I sure do. Well, I do too. <laughs> you might not recognize that, but oh, I gosh. sure do too. <sighs> so sometimes I'm like, what did I get myself into? It's awesome. Um, it's an adventure. Yeah. So there's a few more scriptures. Um, I don't know that well, I'm going to read them um, just for time's sake. Um, Isaiah 48, 17. Um, yeah, you can look Psalm them up later. Psalm 35, 27. Yeah. Um, those are also things that talking about like teaching us to profit yeah. um, and that he, that God takes pleasure in our prosperity. Yeah, he does. Because it brings him glory. Yeah. It brings God. It makes him look good. We want to make him look good. We want to, we want to glorify God we in want us to be everything that yeah. we do. We, yeah. we want to show people that don't know Jesus how good God is. Come on. Nobody wants to know a God that expects and tells people that they have to be poor to be part of his kingdom, because that's not who God is. Um, People want to know a father that loves them, that cares about them. Cares about their family getting fed. That cares about- (laughs) Having new clothes. It's okay. Yeah. They they want (laughs) to know a father that loves them. Yeah. And we want to show people- that we know a God that loves them. And we want to we wanna do that and not just say it, but we want to reflect that in how we live our lives. And that's just something, you know, it's part of loving people. You know, we can talk all we want about God and the Bible and do this and do that. But if we're not loving the people in front of us, what's the purpose of it? You know, I want to get to heaven and I want to say, you know, did you learn how to love well? Mm-hmm. You know, and this is a practical way to learn how to love well is being generous. And that's something, and it looks like giving money. It looks like cooking food. It looks like giving your, your clothes from your toddler to somebody that has a, you know, growing baby. It looks different for everybody in every situation, but we want to be generous. We want to be, we want to be a reflection of love. Amen. So... Babe, that was really good. Thank you. This has been really good. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we should say today on yeah. the subject. There's yeah. so much more, but I think there's we've said a lot. 
Hope you guys were encouraged. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. You have anything else to say, dear, at the end of this thing? No, I'm well, I think again, it's just going back to where is your heart at? And it's okay if you're not at the place that you want to be. Like it's a journey. It's God's in your process. God cares about where you're at. He wants to see your growth. He wants to see, you know, see us be overcomers and see us be victorious. And I think it starts with people getting real about where they're at, where their hearts are. That's good. And just trusting God with that, because that's the important thing, Yeah, is trusting God with your heart. That's good. Amen. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, Man, we hope this has been been a blessing to you. We hope this has been an encouragement to you. Uh, We're going to pick this up. Um, We'll do more episodes about faith and finances and these types of things. But right now we're going to, we're going to go ahead and uh, move on to our next, our our next episode will be um, starting a new series. I'm super excited about it on um, tongues, speaking in tongues, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, manifestations of the Holy Spirit and those types of things. Um, So again, another hot topic for people. We like hot topics. So <laughs> um, anyway, so please be looking forward to the next episode. Um, we're, we're just so thankful um, for our listeners and for our supporters. And um, we just we just really appreciate that you have taken the time to listen to this episode and to let God's word speak to your heart. Um, again, thank you for letting us speak into your life and be encouraged. And we love you. We're praying for you. And uh, we just hope you've enjoyed this. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. For more resources, including previous episodes, blogs, and free downloadable content, visit us at unstoppableblog.net. You can also find us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog. We hope this podcast has encouraged, equipped, and empowered you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits.